It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. First impressions aren't the most important thing. They're the only thing. At Ernie's Print Shop, we'll produce what you need to represent your company professionally. Right now, you can get 1,000 full-color business cards, 1,000 4x6 postcards, or 3x5 banner for just $60. You choose. Check us out at Ernie'sPrintShop.com. Ernie's Print Shop. Over 50 years, one source, one solution. Ernie'sPrintShop.com. 502-969-8585. Being a victim of crime is no joke, but you do have options that can help you avoid becoming a victim. I'm Ed Springston of the My View Matters radio show, and on behalf of myself and co-host Ed Martin, I urge each of you to help us fight against crime. You can do your part by calling Crime Stoppers at 582 Clue. Since 1982, Crime Stoppers has helped get over 23,000 criminals off the street with your help. Working together, we can make a difference to take our streets back. Please call Crime Stoppers at 582 Clue, or you can visit them online at www.582clue.com. Remember, Crime Stoppers always offers up to a $1,000 reward. Get involved and help make a positive change in your neighborhood. Thanks. Advertisers, here's a great way to reach a quality audience. Get heard on My View Matters and make some noise in the marketplace. Email myviewmatters at AOL.com for advertising opportunities. Make a sound investment. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Brought to you by the MDM Radio Network, home of EdSpringster.com, where you can go for all the latest stories, whatever we've got going on there. Um, welcome back to most of you. I tell you what, it's, it's been interesting. I've been getting a ton of uh, email and messages wanting to know if, if I was going to go ahead and do a show tonight to kind of let everybody know how I feel about these elections. Uh, Ed Martin will be joining us here shortly. Uh, he's running just a little bit late. He... Uh, for those of you who don't know, I've been wondering where we're at. I made an announcement that, that we were going on a hiatus for a while, uh, a few months ago, and um, things have not changed. Um, this is not going to be a weekly program again yet. I'm still very involved in a, in a side news venture uh, that I'm hoping 
uh, to, to bring up to speed here in the very near future called iLocal News. Um, a lot of you guys have probably heard about it in Louisville, at least some of you have. I've been talking about it to a few select people, and uh, we're, we're getting closer. Um, but anyway, this thing is designed to be a, a better news network and compete with mainstream news and everybody else on a personal, local, grassroots level. So it's been taking up a hell of a lot of time, and uh, Ed Martin has been real busy with his business, of course. And uh, so it, it just haven't really been able to get everything synced up to do a traditional you know, radio show at a set time and date every week like what you're used to getting from us. And that's one of the reasons we went on hiatus. That's why we announced it. So we are not stopping uh, in any way, shape, or form what we've been doing. We're still working politically in quite a few areas. But, you know, we can uh, kind of pick and choose and, you know, work that around our schedules. It's harder to do that with a radio show because the audience is important. So, you know, I wanted to let you guys know that really things haven't changed much. But we wanted to talk about a few things tonight. Ed gets here in a few minutes. We'll get into some of the political stuff, I'm sure. Um, but I do want to go ahead and touch on a few local stories real quick before we start going down that road. Uh, first and foremost, UAW now has a tentative contract in place. Uh, they have four, four employees will vote next week um, on, on this new contract, a tentative proposal. And really, quite frankly, um, it's not a bad proposal. It's not a bad sell. It uh, mirrors what they've already agreed to uh, with uh, GM or whoever. And, you know, so it's going to be wage increases for four years. Um you know, 4% lump sum payments in the first and third years of the contract, which essentially means, you know, that's where the $9,000 ratification bonus, I think, is coming from. Uh, there is a $9,000 ratification bonus. They get 3% wage increases in the second and fourth years. Um, no reduction in health care benefits and no extra cost for health care benefits. And today, that's a, that's a big deal. You know, for several years now, we've you know, everybody's gotten used to those kind of uh costs going up dramatically each and every year. You know, I guess now that we have a president in there who actually pays attention to stuff, all of a sudden those healthcare things are leveling out for employers, right? Which makes it better for those employees who are covered by their employers. Or it makes it better for their out-of-pocket expenses if they share the risk like Ford does. Um, you know, new hires will reach the top pay scale sooner. One of the big gripes in the last Ford contract is that it took eight years to get the top pay. It was unheard of. Uh, that has finally came back down to a, uh, you know, to a normal uh, progression to get you a top pay quicker. And one of the other things that a lot of people have been complaining about, including myself, uh, is the fact that Ford has been relying on TPTs or temporary part-time employees. There's no such thing as a temporary part-time employee, folks. Uh, seriously, and I, and I mean that sincerely. All that means is that the Ford Motor Company and all these companies that are using temporary employees are not having any obligation to those employees. They don't care about them. And that, to me, is tragedy. But at least now, they have put together a plan um, that looks to give these TPTs, or temporary part-time employees, a path to permanent seniority, uh, you know, and everything else that they didn't have before. So that's a, that's a very good deal for the UAW as well. So those are things that are going on. Um, they did announce that they were going to be closing the uh, Romeo uh, engine plant, uh, which is not a surprise. That was going to be closed anyway. The only surprise in this whole contract for me, 
you know, as I've been on the on the road for a long time now, the Ford was shut down at least one plant this contract, which technically they did with Romeo. But I was thinking a real manufacturing plant. Romeo is just an engine plant. Uh, but they're just going to shift that. They're just going to put that stuff somewhere else to shift those employees to open jobs elsewhere in the near vicinity. But, you know, I am surprised that they didn't knock down a, a, a full manufacturing plant. I really, truly expected LAP to be on a chopping block. There's a lot of people out there who are calling me saying, ha, 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 and deservedly so. You know, when you put your butt on the line, sometimes you're wrong, and you have to uh, accept the consequences for that. And that's okay. I got no problem with that. Uh, but I will say this. I don't trust Ford not to screw around with these plants, even though it's not in the contract to close them. There's nothing that says that they can't idle the plant for a year or two. It just says they can't close the plant. And the, the key word here is, is the difference, and that's, and that's how you beat stuff. So I'm still not sure that LAP is, is going to be any better off than they were. Uh, the Kentucky truck plant, of course, is always going to be safe, at least for now. You know, they've got their own stamping facilities and everything else. And Ford is set to invest $1 billion into the Kentucky truck plant, according to this contract agreement. They will do that. Um, you know, so all in all, I think it's a pretty good contract. I'm glad we could avoid the strikes uh, for my friends who still work there and, and for others I know uh, in and around, you know, the Ford system around the country. Um, so anyway, we've got that out of the way. I want to talk to you guys. I, I've got to get this before we get into politics. What do you think about Lamar Jackson? I mean, this guy is, is is more incredible every time I see him. I mean, he really is. You know, for those of you who who really don't pay much attention to football, Lamar Jackson, of course, is the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback from Louisville a couple of years ago. Um, you know, he played his junior year at Louisville. Could have come back for his senior year. I personally think he should have been a two-year Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, but, you know, things being what they are, everybody didn't, you know, there were some people out there who felt that Lamar Jackson didn't deserve the Heisman when he got it. I think they're all full of garbage. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, you know, there were some things about Lamar Jackson that, that everybody had a right to be worried about. One of those was the passing game. You know, he didn't seem to have his passing game as good as it should have been at Louisville.
I hope you guys have been hearing some of that. Apparently, I clipped the. Uh, apparently, I clipped the uh, mute on my on my microphone. If I did, you didn't hear the last part. I'm sorry. The uh, Lamar Jackson is doing great at the Ravens. Teddy Bridgewater will have a starting job next year. I'm sure of that. And everything else we will take care of when we get there. In the meantime, it looks like Ed Martin will not be joining us. He just texted me. And uh, so we'll just move on from there. I want to get into the races real quick for tomorrow. There's really not much in Jefferson County. Uh, you know, we'll get, it, we'll, we'll get into that one here real quick. But, um, you know, I, I don't see anything there uh, really worth spending a lot of time on, except there is one race that, that hopefully you guys can understand why, why I get frustrated. And that's the school board races, folks. Uh, school board races right here in Louisville are, as always, a joke. And they should be. But one name in this school board race stands out like a sore thumb to me. And that is David Whitlock. David Whitlock is the former constable here in Jefferson County uh, who, who should have been in jail at least three times. He's got diversion from felonies only because he's connected. Rumor has it that his connection is Daryl Isaacs. I don't know that for sure. I'm just telling you what rumor has out there. But now all of a sudden he thinks he can go ahead and run for the school board. This guy should be in jail, not running for anything. We've got we've got records of him, you know, you know, underage kids with guns, fake badges, all kinds of crazy stuff, impersonating police, theft. This is David Whitlock. These are the things he didn't go to jail for that he should have. You know, and, and that's the whole thing. I've done reports on this guy over the years and outed him for everything. You can see him. Um, you know, but but the reality is this is just downright nuts. And now they want to put him on a school board. You know, and since we're going to talk about the school board, let me say this. Eliminate the school board, folks. Period. The end. Eliminate the school board. The school board is a joke. It's nothing but a political hack organization that doesn't do one damn thing good for our kids. We have over a billion dollars in funding with the Jefferson County schools, and our education continues dropping lower and lower. We are by far one of the worst in the state. In fact, we are one of the worst school systems in the entire country. Um, you know, so I don't know what's going on, but it drives me nuts. But we need to eliminate the school board. It, it makes no sense to me why we even have it. I really, really don't know. But uh, apparently we were having some volume issues a minute ago too, folks, by the way. I'm getting text on it now. Anyway, but the school board should not be there. Marty Polio, everybody wanted this guy. We just love Marty Polio. I told you guys then, I didn't think Marty Polio was going to be good for that job. I didn't think he could handle it. He was a daggone. He was loved by the teachers and loved by the administration and loved by the school board. That's always a red flag to me. Loved by Greg Fisher, right? That's always a red flag to me. Why Marty Polio was you know, selected, I don't know. Only because everybody liked him. And the reason they liked him is because he kissed their butt. I'm serious about this. These are my opinions. That's what I believe. Because there's not been anything in school that's made it any better. It's getting worse. We had a story come out the other day. 
that says 32% of all teachers are attacked in school. 32%. Now, you have to understand something here, okay? The school doesn't report everything. So if we can account for 30, 32% of all teachers being attacked at some point in the school, and I granted this was information that was provided by the teachers union, I'm not going to deny that, but in this particular case, I know teachers, I know bus drivers and everything else, and I know these things are probably low, if anything. But if they're willing to admit 32% of the teachers are, are in harm's way in school, then what does that tell us about the system? And that's not all of it. Bus drivers are attacked each and every day. Yes, your child is, running a, is riding a Jefferson County school bus, and you've got some dumbass kids on there that their parents tell them to do anything they want to do and don't hold them accountable, are fighting with other kids on the bus, but they're also attacking bus drivers. Now, you're driving down the road as a bus driver, and you get attacked by a kid. There's an accident where your kid gets hurt or killed. Even if you're at a stop and you attack the bus driver, how's your kid going to go anywhere if the bus driver can't drive? You get to sit and worry there for hours. See, these are things that are constant every day. The reason you don't hear about most of this is because JCPS spends their money buying these people off. You file a lawsuit. They settle it quietly. There's no lawsuit. It's mediated. So media, mediation is not considered a lawsuit, and there's no questions and no amounts known. JCPS is spending millions selling this stuff each and every year, largely because school board policies are too scared to hold parents or children accountable. That's why you got to get rid of the school board. Get rid of them. We don't need them. We're the worst thing in the country. One of them. We're the worst in Kentucky. One of them. And now you're going to sit here and let people like David Whitlock actually get away with running for that office? Are you kidding me? You want this thug who basically, in my opinion, looking for the next kid that he can dag on corrupt so that when they turn 18, he can use them. You know, seriously. I mean, that's what I think about David Whitlock. I didn't want this kid to be around your kids, making decisions for your kids. It's awful. It's awful. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. All I do know is that something needs to change. That's the bottom line. Something needs to change. Now, what that change is, I don't have a clue. But something needs to. You know, and the only way you're going to change it is to eliminate it and start over. So get rid of these scumbags. Get rid of them. We don't need them. Flat out don't need them. So why are we spending time on them? See, that's the thing that always gets me. That's the thing that always gets me. Why are we spending time on them, you know? So that's something that we need to work on. Um, in other areas, you know, we have to start looking at you know, bigger picture things. Let's look at, you know, who can we hold accountable for this? What can we do to make this better, right? And in my opinion, in my opinion, you make it better by ensuring that, you know, we've got a situation where we have a direct accountability. For me, direct accountability means the mayor of Louisville the mayor of Louisville will sit there 
and he will be responsible for the superintendent that he hires. That's it. That's it. It's a two-man thing. If the mayor hires the superintendent, which should be his job, and that superintendent screws up, then that's as screwed up as you are. So, you know, those are things you have to worry about. You know, that's the thing. I uh, I, I don't get why we can, we have to have this big dog and pony show. The only thing I can think is because it's another way to pad the Democrats. Yeah, I'm on the school board, so I'm important. Let's give me a head trip, right? Uh, you know, so I, I don't know what the deal is there. But we need to do this. This is something I've advocated for many, many years. And for some reason, it just hasn't happened. So it's something that we need to have happen. So maybe we need to start getting on that bandwagon. You know, um, it, it's going to be interesting to see where we go from here. Uh, Ed Martin will not be joining us, apparently. Um, he has gotten stuck in the Matrix. So for whatever reason, uh, he just texted me. Something came up, so he won't be here. He probably got stuck late at work, nothing new. Um, he's been doing a lot of that lately. Uh, but anyway, so let's move on to, to a couple other things. Um, Donald Trump, of course, in case you've been living on a rock, he's in Kentucky tonight. Uh, he's in Lexington uh, campaigning for Matt Bevin. Uh, he's making a stop in Kentucky tonight. He's supposed to speak at 7 o'clock. Uh, he's holding a rally at 7 o'clock tonight at Rep Arena. Uh, great setting there, boy, I'll tell you what. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying that Donald Trump's coming in here because Matt Bevin's in trouble and he ain't got a shot and all that good stuff. Sorry, folks, I totally disagree. I totally disagree. Well, let's be real clear here. Let's go ahead and just jump through a couple of these races before I cut the show. Um, we have to look at this governor's race. On the Democratic side, you've got connected... Mr. Well-Connected, I've never done anything but ride on my daddy's coattails, Andy Bashir running for governor. Of course, you've got Matt Bevin. Um, you've got John Hicks, who's now apparently a libertarian. Um, <laughs> you know, these guys will run anybody, I tell you. Um, you know, and another guy named Blackie White, whoever that is. It looks to me to be some kind of fictitious made-up name. But these idiots actually accepted it. So it's a write-in candidate. Okay. I mean, let's be real clear here. Andy Bashir is a waste of space. He really is. He's never done anything uh, of any merit as attorney general. Uh, you know, he's never done anything else. You know, he's not accomplished anything as attorney general. He really didn't accomplish anything in private practice as a lawyer. I mean, you know, I mean, he, he represented the Boy Scouts. You know, and all the Boy Scout stuff, he, he made sure that, uh, you know, he, he went against the victims. But short of that, he's really never done anything. So, you know, Andy Bashir is a waste of space, hasn't done a whole lot much, and I don't expect him to be doing much now. Um, as a governor, or as an attorney general, I should say, he spent his entire time doing nothing but suing Matt Bevin's administration. I mean, that's it. You know, and we can't have that. Well, lo and behold, Mr. Martin is joining us now. How are you, sir? <laughs> Ed? I am frustrated, man. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? 
Well, I was telling everybody you got okay. stuck late at work, so. Well, in a little bit, as usual. Well, the wife wanted to go out for dinner. It is it's right. very frustrating when you, you get anything planned out. It's like, dinner should take 40 minutes. It ends up taking an hour. I got you. It's like, really? Wow. I'm sitting there wow. thinking, that's nothing new. That's nothing new. That's nothing new. Remember, by the way, guys, reminder, you in the queue, in the listening queue, just hit the number one in your dial pad if you want to be heard on air. Um, I always look at a bunch of those. I usually go through this whole spiel at the beginning, and I, I quite frankly forgot tonight. It's been a while. Um, but focusing on this governor election, I mean, let, let's talk about Andy Bashir. That's where I was at when you came in. You know, Andy Bashir has never done anything. He's never been anything. He has only followed in his daddy's footsteps. And, you know, I mean, I mean, literally, every job he's had, he took from his daddy when his daddy left to move somewhere else to that office. Um, you know, then he went in to be an attorney general for four years. He's done nothing but waste taxpayer money, suing Matt Bevin for everything Matt Bevin does, uh, which, of course, is the same game that Greg Stumbo did to Ernie Fletcher. Yeah. We'll get into Stumbo in a minute, you know, which is the only thing the Democrats have. They use that attorney general's position as nothing more you know, then then a stepping stone to either a different office, but they use it for political play. Andy Bashir yeah, to me is not qualified to be governor. They either use it, they either use it to protect the Democrat governor or go after a Republican. I mean, you look at right. You know, some of the crap Ronnie Fletcher got sued for. See, Bashir did. You know, like the like the nine right. on the on the boards and stuff. It's the same crap, but he's like, oh, he was a right. Democrat, so. But you know, when it comes to Bashir and he's running on his daddy's name. But I've noticed, you know, and that's what he's, it's all he's got. <laughs> I've noticed, I'm sure you have too, all the political ads that he's got going out there, none of them are saying, going to keep up the proud Bashir tradition. He's not, he's running, he's, right. he's not referencing his father at all. I mean, it's kind right. of like admitting, yeah, great kind of legislation <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, you know, and, and, that, and that's really the thing. Yeah, it'd be a whole different ball of wax if, like, Steve this year was right. some fantastic governor that paid that loaded right. up pensions and got taxes, and he's got nothing to run on. So, why are you even here? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and and, that, and that's the big thing too. And I tell you, you know, this guy is so desperate. I've never seen anything like it. And to be quite frankly, I mean, I'll go ahead and tell you folks right now. I think Matt Bevin wins tomorrow. I think he wins easily. Um, you know, I, I don't think that he's going to lose this in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, and one of the telltale signs is, you know, the Courier Journal and a couple other liberal rags put out their polls, right? And every one of those polls show Bevin and Bashir in a dead heat. Well, we know their polls. I mean, traditionally, traditionally their polls are going to favor the Democrat by 10 points. So if he had to have a 10-point favor from these guys to draw even, Bevin ought to win by at least six to eight. And I actually think he will, and here's why. Uh, we have all of this fake news going out there. We had a story put out today that says Bashir knocked on his millionth door in Paducah this morning. Andy Bashir knocked on his one millionth door in Paducah this morning. Now, anybody who believes that crap... You know, I've got some swamp land right here in the middle of my backyard in Louisville, Kentucky, that I'll sell you for a gazillion dollars, and you'll buy it. You know, there ain't no way in yeah, hell Andy Bashir yeah, has knocked yeah, on a million doors. 
yeah, do the math on that. He's probably been knocking on doors for 300 days. So if you well, do 300 days, if, if you do 300 days, if you knock on three three thousand, you can knock on three thousand doors a day. Now divide that. Funny you say a, that. A, divide that into a ten-hour day. Ten hours. Right. Knocking on, nothing but knocking right. on doors. You got to get three thousand. Two thousand. You you have yeah. I mean, well, if you have yeah. Yeah, do the math. 2,740, Can you realistically knock on in an hour's time if you just spent 30 seconds with each person that you knocked on the door and talked to? Oh, and the walk in, the walk in between, I mean, in an hour's time, you'd be lucky to get 20. Right. You know, I mean, you can't, you can't because, do. Because, and I mean, and that's, if, that's if you're, you know, if, if even one or two people right. actually want to talk to you. You know, I just had to laugh. Absolutely. Hey, I want to talk to you. It's like, well, what did you get somebody that wants to talk for a minute or two? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's a, I mean, you know what? That's just, that's common core math for you. That's just, you're, you're going to say some sort of, you're going to come out and say some sort of bullshit line like that. You actually think we are going to believe it because we're dumb enough to think that you can clean 2,000 doors an hour or whatever it comes out. I mean, Absolutely. Please, there ain't please. nobody that can do that. There ain't nobody that's running for office can walk and hit 2,000 doors an hour. I mean, none. And, 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 and that's low compared to what it would take. Even, even if no, it's 2,000. You know, you can't do it. You yeah, cannot do it. I tell you, I mean, you know, we we walk districts. I know people who've walked districts faster than I have. I admit I'm not a fast walker, but I've known yeah. people who walk districts you know, that's almost at a damn dead run, and they can't get 200 doors an hour. And this guy supposedly is no, 2,740 yeah, doors, and 24 yeah, hours every day. Thinking, you, when did he sleep? You th- yeah, you're thinking rural, rural areas too, where doors are half a mile apart. I think, they, <laughs> I think we need to sue the yeah. I think we need to sue the attorney general. I think we need to sue yeah. Andy Bashir. Because clearly, if he's out there bragging that he has knocked on, I just think after the election, somebody needs to say, "You want to?" Well, that's it. How you did that? Oh no, I think we ought to. Oh, I don't. At that point, Usain Bolt got nothing on you, bud. I want to see how you did it. You know, it's like I think we need to sue. I think we need to sue his ass to get our money back, our taxpayer money that paid him a paycheck for the last year. And I think that the FBI needs to sue him well, for stealing doing, taxpayer yeah. money. Yeah, if that's all he was doing, knocking on doors. Yeah. That's all he can do. I mean, obviously, and we also need to look at his drug habit. Well, we also need to look at his drug habit. I mean, this is 24 hours a day to accomplish this, 365 days in a row. So he yeah. obviously hasn't slept. How much drugs yeah, is he on? What kind of drugs can you get that allow that? Yeah, yeah you got to <laughs> jack up on something. 
I drink a monster, you know, maybe two some days. It's like, yeah, but <laughs> I can't. That's just that's for Dude. I mean, but and, and it's, it's the thing, and it gets back to just about any politician come up with. Thank you for the insult. Thank you for insulting my intelligence. Yeah. And, you know, and you'll, and you'll, and you'll you still say, have. You just, yeah, you just say a million right. words, and and thank you for thinking I'm stupid enough to not appreciate what kind of number a million is. So, thank you. Oh, sure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if he can't if he can't count any better than that, he, he doesn't need to be there anyway. He obviously can't do a damn, <laughs> you know. He obviously can't do the governor's job in a budget, right? I mean, it's just this is one of the most insane things I've read all day, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This was reported at WQTV or WTVQTV, and I'm like, wow, you know. But that's the kind of stuff that we have to contend with, and that's the thing that drives me nuts. Andy Bashir has never done anything or accomplished anything. He's lying crazy. You know, and on top of all of that, I mean, let's face facts here. You know, you've got Bevin out, you know, doing all of this daggone campaigning. I mean, he's reaching a hell of a lot of people. Um, Trump is coming in here holding a rally at Rupp Arena for Matt Bevin. People are going there to listen to him address Matt Bevin, right? And the best Bashir can do, um, you know... <laughs> Uh, over the last couple of days, the best he could do was go to a chili supper at the Oklahoma <laughs> Democratic Club in Louisville. Now, I've been to this Oklahoma Democratic <laughs> Club, believe it or not. Uh, it's been a few years. Ten, twelve people there. And they have to give yeah. him free chili for him to show up. You know, this guy clearly doesn't have any backing. And here's another thing, too. I started the show talking about JCPS and how pathetic they are. But, you know, that's another thing. Let's talk about the JCTA, because I know a lot of teachers, and you do too. Um, you know, we know a hell of a lot of teachers between us, and quite frankly, you know, a lot of the teachers that I know that normally vote Democrat at all costs have decided they're going to vote for Matt Bevin. And the key reason is because they're tired of the lies from the Democratic left, and that Matt Bevin is the only one who has fully funded teachers' pensions, 100%. Yeah. He's, a dozen he's years trying, however, however you like it or don't no. like it, he's, he's trying. And this year is basically saying, well, we'll, we'll legalize weed and gambling, and that should fix it. And it's like, you're serious about that, right? And, I mean, I, absolutely. It, I'll be honest. I, I do, I tell you, if there's one thing about the Republicans that absolutely just, just rubs me raw, is they. Mm. I hate to say it, the Republicans in this state, damn, what race they're running for? The nanny state. No, 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 you can't gamble in this. We don't want you to gamble. You, oh, yeah, there it is. It's not good. It's not good for you. It's sinful. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, you're, you might be an adult. You might be over 50 years right. old, but you, you, you don't understand what's involved with smoking weed. So we're going to keep it illegal because it's bad. And, you know, right. it's like, geez, really? You know, I just wish that one of them would just say, look, I'm not, I'm not all in, you know, I, I can totally get that, but that's my libertarian coming out. I, I even wish this year would say it. You know, he's like, oh, we'll fund things with it. That's like saying, well, we're just going to take <laughs> dumb people's money and get them to party right. No, this year's odds would be a lot better if he would just roll up and say, look, you're adults. You 
Yep. You know how to handle your money. And if you want to buy weed with it, then that's your business. And if you want to gamble with it, that's your business. I'm not going to babysit your ass like a nine-year-old. You know, right. But he's not saying that. No, nobody's saying that. Oh, this right. Well, you know, that's that's always part of it. This is, yeah, this is the worst election I can remember in a long, long time. I honestly can't disagree with you. I really, really can't. I agree with you 100% on that. But it is fascinating. When you talk about the whole gambling thing, I mean, we already have legalized gambling in Kentucky. You know, this is before they even built Churchill Downs gambling, and that's, that ain't nothing but a gambling casino. You know, it, it, it's yeah. sad to me how they got away with that. It really, really is. But we have legalized gambling here. We've had it for quite some time. Uh, you know, it's what yeah. we call Monte Carlo nights at your local church, right? And, oh, you know, yeah, I actually wrote the legislation. I wrote the legislation that would that would fix all that and legalize gambling without even having a vote. Yes, sir. I did that a few years ago, and I've bragged about it on here before too. I know, but you know, these are things. These are things that's too easy to get that doesn't require doesn't require a ballot initiative at all. You know, but they don't want to. They don't want to do the right thing. They they want to continue to act like they're moral superiors. Yet we know they're not moral superiors. We know that they're taking the same payoffs and doing the other same crap that the Democrats are. So quit doing that junk. Quit being quit being a daggone hypocrite like everybody else and do your damn job. That's the way it is. But yeah. you know, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I agree I agree hundred percent. It's like we're adults, we know what to do with our money. You don't mind us buying, you know, hundred and one fruit wild mm-hmm. turkey, destroying our stuff shelves with it. You don't mind us buying smoke. Right. You don't mind us doing pretty much anything. But when it comes to right. weed and gambling I don't know who put that bug up their ass, but, you know, stay out of my way. Well, that's it. I, I, I don't. I'll be honest. I understand that's the statistics and the, the odds of all this gambling. I'll go into a casino and right. it's like, hey, if I'm hitting, like on, a, like on a cruise ship or something, if I'm hitting, I'll start off mm-hmm. with 20, maybe 50 bucks. If I'm hitting, we'll have some fun with it. If I'm not, I'm done. And it's like, you know, they didn't, these things, these slots and everything, they're not programmed to to pay out more than they put in. You know, I right. get it. And it's just the same as weed. I dating way back into college, I can't handle it. It 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 knocks me out like nobody's business. Ruins the night for me. And it's like I don't smoke weed. I don't want to smoke weed. Alright. But 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 it's your choice. It should that be. Doesn't give me, that doesn't give me standing. <laughs> right. Well, I hear you. And, you know, that's the thing, too. You know, that, that that's a big deal now, too, you know. And, and I just don't like the hypocrisy of it all. I really, really don't. If you're, if you're going to take a stand, stand by it, deal with the consequences of it. But don't, but don't sit here and be a hypocrite. You know, David Williams had a hell of a gambling habit and still does. He spent an awful lot of money over in Indiana on a boat. He could sit here and deny it all he wants to, but I actually saw him over there a couple of times myself. You know, I used to go to the boat every now and then, and I decided I was just bored with it, so I quit going. But, you know, I, uh, I've i seen David Williams over there gambling his ass off, right? And, you know, but he's sitting here telling us how gambling is evil and playing this good Christian. You know, Dan Simon's out there. He's supposed to resign November 16th, thank God. But Dan Simon is, is out there. He's going to resign November 16th. And it's all because he's just ashamed of his party now and the whole marijuana thing. Well, the only reason Dan Simon gives a shit about marijuana because Dan Simon Jr., his son, uh, has some connections, and he wants to get the first permit to allow him to sell marijuana in, in the state. So 
Dan Syme is only doing it for his own personal gain, which is nothing new yeah. for Dan Syme. Oh, People which, get pissed which, when I tell them that. Okay. His, son, his, son is, his son is quite an activist in it, you know, and stepped up, but, yeah, it's... Oh, man. I don't know. I, I, get, I, just, I, I'm not, I don't have... I don't I don't smoke weed, but I've said often on this show, I'm not Bill Clinton. Hey, you know, when I was a young man, I inhaled. I inhaled quite frequently, and I loved every minute of it. You know, when they started having to have piss tests and things like that, you know, <laughs> you couldn't get a job. Well, guess what? That changed the game, right? So there was no way I was going to smoke weed and, and not work. I had to work. And that's just the way it was. Now I could smoke now, and it wouldn't matter, you know, but I really don't have any desire to. But, uh, you know, I got a problem with that crap. But I have a problem with the assholes like Dan Syme, who are hypocrites, who only care about what's best for his family, so he wants to make a lot of money. I have a problem with, you know, the on a national level, the Joe Bidens, Pelosi, Schumers, and all those. And by the way, their children were also part of this Ukraine company that Joe Biden's son is with, including John Kerry's stepchild. All of these people work together with the Ukraine and Iran, and we wonder why they're trying to sell us out. So, you know, we look at all of these things yeah. in place. And then we look at this election, you know, even here locally, and you're like, wow. You know, it's a, to bring it full circle, you're right. There's really not much to look forward to, you know. But at the same time, you know, I don't want to move us backwards, you know. Yeah. And here's the thing I really here, – here's the one thing I want to see come out of tomorrow's election, okay. I think Matt Bevin is probably going to win. You know, like I, I said, six to eight points would be high. Six to eight points would be a damn good win. But I still think Matt Bevin's going to win. The race that I, I really want. I think I think he may win by more than that. I think I think when you're talking about oh, the Free right. journal, journal, journal journal polling, I, I think they they got burned so bad the last time. Oh that, yeah. You know you can get the result you pay you pay for. <clears throat> and I think absolutely. I think, always I, I think I think a lot of the liberal pollsters understand. They probably have some some indication that Bevin's going to fight, and they're like, "Well, right. if we say it's a dead heat, that's like saying mm-hmm. there's a fifty percent chance of rain. If you get rain, you can say, oh, I got it right. If you don't get rain, you say, oh, I got it right.' I think they're right. saying it's a dead heat. I think they're saying it's a dead heat because, yeah, you know, unless it's like a twenty-five percent drubbing, right. and you can say, well, yeah, it was a dead heat, you know, like." Yeah, we didn't. We didn't call it either way. It's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. You know, but we but we look, but we got to look at all of this in play, literally. And and you know, and, and that's the way it is. I think I think he gets it. But I tell you what, the only the race that I really really want to win tomorrow for Republicans. All right. Thank you know, you most know. people know that I, I you know I'm a registered Republican, but that doesn't always mean I agree with Republicans. Everybody knows that. But Daniel Cameron, yeah, I want him to take out Greg Stumble. Greg Stumble is one of the most crooked pieces of garbage we've ever had in this state, in my opinion. And Daniel Cameron, if Greg Stumble gets elected and Matt Bevin gets elected, we're going to spend the next four years letting Greg Stumble waste millions of our money, millions of dollars of our mm-hmm. money, doing nothing more than suing Matt Bevin because Greg Stumble ain't smart enough to tie his shoelaces in the morning without help. That's all he knows to do is play obstructionist. If Daniel Cameron wins... No matter who gets the governor's office, I actually think we have a chance at having an attorney general who might actually do their job as, at least as close to nonpartisan as possible. 
The Democrats have always used the AG as nothing but a political arm for themselves. They haven't used that office the way it's supposed to be for the benefit of all of us. So I want to get that. I want, I want to break that. I want to break that jinx. They've always had the yeah, AG office. I, I, I want to get rid of that and see I'm, what happens. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of the fact that Cameron is uh, definitely one of Mitch McConnell's boys. But, you know, right. being connected upward like that. And the funny thing was, is, is early on, I actually knew a lot of liberals who thought Daniel Cameron was a nice, was a good pick. Then they, you know, right. oh, well, wait a minute. What was that, what was that saying there? He's, uh, he's McConnell's boy, you know. It's like, no, right. you had nice things to say about him when he first announced, and then you found out, you know, you found out, oh, there's a connection there or something. Like, just right. get off it. I, I, you know, and, and I've heard enough people, the last handful of attorney generals we've had, and we actually had to argue against a couple of them. Mm-hmm. There, you know, he has no court experience. It's like, yeah, well, I've, I've seen some of the court experience that some previous attorney generals had, and it's, believe me, it's not that impressive. It's like, look, you're attorney general. <laughs> you're not arguing the case. Right. You're administrative. Right. You're, you're bringing a couple mm-hmm. of hard guns. You're administrative. You're not, you're not going out there doing well, the, the thing is, the, you know, your honor, his honor. Yeah, I object. Stuff. That's not your job. You're, you're administrative. You're, but see, that's you, another that's another Andy Bashir. But that's yeah. another Andy Bashir failure too, because you know Andy Bashir is the Attorney General. We already have a ruling that backed Daniel Cameron for this race, and it was a ruling by the AG's office and the courts that allowed Ben Chandler. They allowed Ben Chandler to be the Attorney General, and he had less experience than than, than what we've got in Cameron. And the AG's yeah. office already knows that because they've got that on file. So Andy Bashir ain't even smart enough as an administrator to pull a damn file in his office so he don't look stupid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, that's it's, the it's thing. Admi- it's, it's administrative. You know, when you get a part, you know, top managing sure, partners at law firms, they don't really argue cases. They, they administrate. And I think Cameron will be fine sure. with that. And, you know, sure. And, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. I, I hope Cameron wins. I hope Bevin wins. I hope Mark Harmon wins. Uh, he's uh, Mark well, Harmon. We're gonna see. He is as honest as the day is long. I don't know. Right. You know, I, I re- reaching way back, I would have liked to have seen Chris Toby in the running on that. But mm-hmm. but since he didn't get in, that would have been severely and painfully conflicted at that point because Chris Toby would have been well, all that. But he didn't make it. I think Mike Harmon. I think Mike Harmon will be. I agree with you. I think Mike Harmon will do a dynamite job. I really do. I want to move to a couple of quick races. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We'll finish up on this. Go ahead. You go with with your races. I was waiting to see where you're going with it. Well, I just want to get. I just want to get through the rest of them because another race I'm watching is Secretary of State. You got Heather French Henry. Spare me, people. Uh, and Michael Adams, who's a Republican candidate, you know, for goodness sake, Heather French Henry, of all people, you know, her husband, Steve Henry, you know, I, I personally think he's a pedophile myself. I can't prove it. But, I mean, you know, I mean, let's lay facts here. I mean, Heather French Henry was a, a little girl, and Steve Henry's been around that family his whole life. All of a sudden, she becomes an adult, and they get married. I mean, come on. And Heather French Henry, of course, has gotten away with killing somebody on a bicycle. Uh, you know, they, they, they gave her an out for that, so she wasn't held accountable for that one. 
you know, she goes around saying she's doing all these things for, for veterans. Well, I'm a veteran. I haven't seen anything she's done for me, you know. So they're trying to play at this whole veteran thing with Heather French Henry, and maybe that is something close to her heart. I don't even know. But all I do know for sure is there's nothing about her other than being Miss America, you know, or Miss Kentucky, wherever the hell she was, that says she knows anything about anything. Because nothing in her public career shows that she knows anything other than how to put together a party and wear a dress. I'm sorry. I want somebody that knows how to work. <laughs> Michael Adams, yeah. Michael Adams in the Republican Party, I think will do a good job. He's in Linden, so he's out here. You know, they're both in Louisville. But I think uh, either way we'll have a Secretary of State from Louisville, I guess. But Michael Adams, I think, will do a good job. Um, I think we probably need to get control of the Secretary of State's office, too. And listen, people, if they don't, that's fine. You've got another election in four years. Yeah. But we've continued letting the Secretary of State, we've continued letting the Secretary of State's office control elections. Look at what's happening to Allison Lundigan Grimes and her daddy right now, right? So we've allowed the Secretary of State, again, to be a political arm of the Democratic Party. All I want to do is break the arm. I want to put Republicans in these offices for one term. If they don't do the job the way that you think they should do the job in one term, which means doing it right and constitutionally, all right, then screw it. Replace them in the next election. Yeah. But it's time we break yeah. that stranglehold. So when we look at a name like Bashir as governor, we look at a name like Heather French Henry as secretary of state, you know, we look at Greg Stumbo on the attorney general's end. All I keep thinking of myself is, Ed, this is the good old boy network that's been running the show for many, many years. We need well, to break up the good old boy network. If not now, when? Go ahead. Well, now I was going to say, I've had a friend, Henry. I, I don't know anybody that you know has it's, it's Secretary of State. I'm going to I'm going to say this much. I don't see Lundigan Grimes on a dirty daddy. You know that's one thing. But I'm going to give him some credit. I you know as a small businessman and stuff, it's been. Dealing with the Secretary of State's office in the last, this last term, a lot of it has to do with good old technology and stuff. But it's really, it's, it's gone really smoothly. So I, I can't crit- criticize that end of it on the licensing end. Now the election ends, you know, I don't have any problems, but, but I, if there was a harmless state office, <laughs> Secretary of State. Right, you know, I'm just right. thinking. I'm thinking. What? What could you possibly screw up? <laughs> You're not right, passing right. laws, so I'm absolutely not concerned about that race. I think Heather would do okay in that job, and I think I don't think she's part of the network. I really need a good old voice because she's she's never held political office. Uh-huh. Her husband kind of got railroaded by the party, so I don't think she owes anybody anything. Oh, I disagree with you there. Her husband didn't get railroaded by the party. The party couldn't save him from himself. He was a crook who kept stealing from Medicare more than once and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And Heather French Henry knew it yeah. and still tried to protect it. Now, I understand protecting your spouse, but let's let's not play it off like she hasn't done any damage. They didn't try to protect yeah. They tried everything they could to protect Steve Henry, but his dumb ass just couldn't be protected. So, you know, I mean, I, I got it. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to point that out. Go ahead. Well, and as I was going to say, beyond that, like I said, Secretary of State, not too worried about it. Just don't go. And whoever wins, don't go in and get the place. It's actually running as an office. 
not too poorly. So we don't we don't need to reinvent the wheel. I would, I, I would tell the winner, whoever the winner is, just just you know, tighten things up. It's always good to try to tighten things up. But let's not screw it up. It's, we don't we don't need to reinvent the wheel on the Secretary of State. It's it's okay. Um, Allison Ball, treasurer. I'm always going to default to Ken Mormon that uh, treasurers have, have its duties reduced and and rolled into Secretary of State 2019 without the officers. The officers should be abolished. Whichever party loses the election for sec- for treasurer, always seems to introduce the legislation to <laughs> have the office abolished. So. Uh, right, but I think Allison Ball's done a good job with it, so she's going to run away with that. That's not even close. Right, right. You know, and, and you know, I, I think that Allison Ball has done. I mean, for the office, I guess she's done a good job. But the kid she's running against is Michael Bowman. I know him from out here in my neck of the woods. Okay, <laughs> he's run for he's run for office out of out of my out, out of my district for more than one office. Uh, he, he's <laughs> he's nothing but a shield for the Democratic Party. The the guy the guy doesn't have the sense God gave a goose. He really really doesn't. You know he's sitting out here bragging, acting like he's some kind of a big bank bank honcho. He works at a Wood Forest Bank in the middle of a Walmart mall. Come on, people. You know one of those little come in, one of those little come in while you're shopping at Walmart and try to pass yeah. a cold check places. They don't do everything through yeah. there. That's not a full service bank. It's a teller. He's a bank teller. Exactly. You know, a chain chimpanzee yeah, can do that job. So, you, you, you know, and the other two tellers is winning the mouse. You know, so, I mean, this guy, you know, Allison <laughs> should have that. Um, I would think so. If not, there really is something wrong with the world if you elect that tool. Because he just, he just really is unelectable. And it, it's just, you know, it, it's pathetic. You know, it, it's pathetic how much well, he'll that's, sell that's, out to the party and how much he'll try to sell out to him. That's not a sacrificial lamb, you know. Uh, well, I, I, I think so. I hope when so. I, when I, as a Republican, I've had you know some offers from people in the party in the past. Hey, why don't you run this race? It's like, yeah, right. Say, uh, yeah, okay, thanks, appreciate it. I, I know when I'm being offered up for sacrifice. Why don't you run this race? Nobody huh? can win this race, you know. So it's like, oh sure. I looked around the room and said, hey, sure, who wants to run for this? And he's going. Right. I'll do it. It's like, oh, we'll, we'll get you some party backing. Like, okay, right. I'll do it. Right. Absolutely. Get no, then the Absolutely. Shows up. Party. They completely ignore you. You're like, hey, where's that backing y'all we're talking about? Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 yeah, but that, but that's kind of stuff you got. That's kind of stuff you got to pay attention to, though. Even these guys that are sitting out here, you know, that are sacrificial lambs. You know, they think it's going to get them name recognition for down the road. And Bowman, of course, has played this silly-ass game so many times. It's unreal. You know, he's a, he's, he's a project of Bob Henderson and Cindy Fowler, and that's already a red flag. Uh, a couple of the other races real quick before we get into closing, I guess. Commissioner of Agriculture. I admit freely I don't know anything about Robert Conway, the Democratic Party nominee. So I am not going to give a prediction in this particular race, but I will say this much. Ryan Quarles is a Republican Party candidate. Josh Gilman is a Libertarian Party candidate. Both of those guys are people that I that I know, uh, at least on the surface. And I have done some research on Quarles in another race. And you know, I, I think that you wouldn't go wrong with Ryan Quarles. But I will not give you guys 
any kind of recommendation on this race because quite honestly I wouldn't I don't think field would be proper if I don't have enough knowledge to do that go ahead Ed. well I think I think from what I've seen and some people I know in the uh, the hemp business Quarles is uh, he stepped up for that as far as agriculture goes yeah, and he supports he tends to work with some farmers and stuff beyond that right. again Department of Agriculture Hemp and marijuana are the big things. That's where the changes are going to come in. If you can push for it, uh-huh. he seems to be in favor of it. Beyond that, don't screw it up. You know, this is right. he's he's making some progress. So the last thing in the world you need to do sometimes, and I hate to say this, but the last thing you need to do in some cases is go in and change out a guy who's doing a pretty good job. Because there's all the administrative changes, all the personnel changes, and you know, maybe the progress wasn't what you wanted. It wasn't as fast as you wanted. I'm sure there's somebody that's going to complain about quarrels. Sure, why not? But right. he's making some. He's making progress. Send him back. Right. Let's not disrupt it. It's Secretary of Agriculture. He's he's supporting the right. two biggest things that could happen. You know, hemp and marijuana. Well, there you go. Let him go. Let him go. Vote for the man. Yeah, see what happens. I mean, heck, can't do nothing wrong, man. Start building new crops. Um, you know, so those, those are the races that I'm paying attention to. Like I said, the agriculture, I will personally be voting for, you know, Mr. Quarles, um, you know, but I, I'm not going to sit here and make a recommendation because I just don't feel like I, I would be able to do it justice. Um, the next race, you know, one is really important. I mean, we've got a lot of races left, but I'm only going to focus on one more, then we'll get into closing. And that's the justice of the Supreme Court. You've got Christopher Shea Nickel up. And you've got Whitney Westerfield up for the other one. And, and I want to point something out to you guys, too. It's kind of comical to me because when you look at the um, Secretary of State's office listing of these races, uh, where on, on the Lattice's district map underneath one of those names, it says, link to AOC, Map of Supreme Court Districts. AOC, of course, Alexandria Cajo Cortez, the nut job in the House at, at, at federal level. But I just, I, I just laugh every time I see that. Of course, it stands for Administrative Office of the Courts. But uh, I just, I, I just see that. We all see that. For my conservative friends, you'll get a kick out of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I just thought I'd mention it. Uh, I think my conservative friends will enjoy that. But Nickel or Westerfield? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean that that's a toss up for me. I, I, I'll I'll know I tomorrow. I don't know. Westerfield Westerfield has and I can't recall right off the top of my head when it was that he was he was he was advocating for something some some judicial thing. And he has introduced some I think some wacky bills and stuff. Uh, right. uh I don't know, I'll probably have to do some last minute checking up on him so I can make an informed decision, but you know Nichols, like well, I said, everybody knows the name Nichols. David Nichols, but right. Uh, well, I remember, uh, I remember like Whitney Westerfield. I hate to, I hate to admit it. Like I said, this is this is the least inspiring election cycle I can remember in a long, long time. Right. Well, I personally like Westerfield. Uh, Whitney Westerfield, I actually ran against Andy Bashir for the AG. Uh, he lost that race quickly. Uh, but he is. But but he is uh, representing District 3 in the Kentucky Senate. He is uh, chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. 
Uh, he's also a member of the Veterans Military Affairs and Public Protection Committee and the Ag Committee. So his pedigree looks to be okay, but I remember following Whitney uh, when he was running against Andy Bashir, and I liked Whitney. I thought Whitney should have won that race. Um, I think it would have been a, a great thing if he would have won that race. Westerfield, to me, is the real deal, so I really have no problem uh, recommending voting for him. Uh, that's who I'm going to vote for, uh, you know, for the Supreme Court. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, the Supreme Court is actually, a, you know, it's nonpartisan race. Uh, Westerfield has only identified a Republican because of his uh, Senate position in the state in the state legislature. But, you know, of course, I, that's the other thing I hate, nonpartisan races, right? See, I think they ought to make every race a nonpartisan race. That way you get rid of that straight-party Democrat, straight-party Republican ticket across the top, and you actually have to pick yeah. your candidates instead of people getting free votes. And if there's one bitch that I've got about the Republicans, I'll put this in there, then we'll go to closing. But if there's one bitch I've got about the Republicans is they've had control of the House, the Senate, and the governor's office you know, for the last couple of years. And they have not addressed that or tried to eliminate that yet. And I think that's the single most important thing that you can do for Kentucky is get rid of that straight party line bullshit so that people actually have to choose their candidates. Will it take them a couple of seconds longer in the, bo in the booth? Yeah, it will. But those booths ain't lighting it up. It's not like we're, we're having record-breaking turnouts or anything else. Make these guys pick yeah. their – make them people pick their poison. You know? Yep. Well, you know, you know that's one of my – that's probably one of my top things outside of – also, getting the right to vote none of the above. <laughs> right. At least one is that one. But I agree 100% with you on yep. that. It's like, you know, people say, well, I vote for the candidate, not the party. I mean, who doesn't say that? Right, right, okay, right. Well, if everybody, if everybody says that, then why do we, you know, first off, I'm sorry, the party did not uh, – the, the party did not file a petition and did not pay their fees to get on the ballot. An individual did. So you vote for the individual. Right. I, I don't even know how straight ticket voting exists outside of the fact that it's just lazy. But I don't even know how it exists. You know, that'd be like saying, I want to vote for the color blue. It's like, no, blue is not a candidate. Right. You can't, you can't right. vote for the color. You, you have to vote right. for a candidate. And I don't know how that still survives in this day and age, but, you know, they go with it. Yeah, and it does. Yeah. yeah, it does. Sadly enough. All right, man. Well, folks, that's what we're talking about tonight. Um, final thoughts, Mr. Martin, before we wrap it up. Final thoughts. I hate to say, I hate to say it, but you know, there's, there's, there's got to be a most exciting election of all time, and there's got to be a least exciting election of all time. And right now, this is not as uninspiring. This action of man is, you know. You, you've literally, and I hate to say it, you've got you've got prominent Republicans and Democrats traveling the state with other constitutional office. Who's running for it? I mean, why? Because everybody looks at some of these candidates and goes, "Who?" <laughs> I couldn't. I you just said the guy's name. I couldn't tell you who the Democrat running for state auditor is. I couldn't tell you who the. Who, I, I can't tell you who half these people are. It's like, who are you? Oh, you're, you're running for, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's just like utterly uninspiring. So, you know, and, and, and I actually heard the governor, damn it, Matt Bevin, damn it. 
I heard him on the radio today talking about vote straight ticket, and it's just like, son of a bitch, you know. He's saying, people, get out and vote, and, you know, please consider voting straight Republican. It's like, no, consider going down through the list, and this is where I chat people, and, and I don't care if it pisses people off or not. It's, that is the laziest damn thing you can do. You know, you're going to get up, you're going to drive to the polling place, you give me your ID, they're going to give you a ballot after you go through all that trouble. Oh, God, it is just too much trouble to fill in pen bubbles. I wish I could have an option to fill in one. You know, how lazy do you have to be? Go down through and fill them in. And you know, if you see somebody you don't like or you don't know, skip them. You don't have to vote for every race. Or, or, or write in Ed Martin or Ed Springsteen or Mickey Mouse or, or in, in write in NOTA, none of the above. But take the time to vote on each individual race. And, and this is where I'm going to contradict Bevan. He said, you know, consider voting straight ticket. No. Last thing in the world you need to do is vote straight ticket. Matter of fact, if they piss you off or, they un- or, you're, or you're utterly uninspired, then by all means, Type right in the, the initials N-O-T-A, none of the above. They won't count it, but they'll see it, you know, or, or write in your own damn name if you think you can do a better job because this is your freedom of speech. And, and even though they won't officially tally it, just write it down and send somebody. You know, K-M-A, kiss my ass, whatever you feel like writing down. Just don't write straight ticket. Don't be that damn lazy. Well, there you go, man. I mean, I totally agree with that. I, uh, you know, I think tomorrow is going to be interesting uh, for elections. Uh, I'm really curious, uh, the ones we talked about tonight, obviously, but I'm really, really focused on the AG race at this point. I really want to see um, if Daniel Cameron can pull this off. You know, and, and they pulled the same thing on him that they pulled on you. I mean, the, the old Democratic playbook says, oh, well, let's file a lawsuit to say he's disqualified. That'll give front page news. And then, of course, when he wins that, then they don't ever really put that front page, right? Yeah. That's, a, that's like the third story on the back page, battle sentence long, you know. It's all by design to play the bullshit game because they can't win on the merits. And Cameron, of course, came out of that just fine. Um, you know, so all these different things. I, I'd love to see Daniel Cameron win that race. I still think Matt Bevin wins this by at least six to eight points, and you actually said you think it might be higher. I hope you're right. Yeah. I really, really do. But at the end of the day, though, at the end of the day, it really comes down to me about structural changes, um, you know, administrative changes. We have had Democrats controlling Secretary of State and the AG's office forever. And as far as I'm concerned, those actually are two of the most important jobs in the state. The uh, attorney general is supposed to be a top cop in the state. They're not supposed to be a, a branch uh, of the Hitler organization, you know, where it's just a political arm of the law. They're supposed to take care of what, you know, things for all of us. The Secretary of State, of course, you know, you talk about how that's not really been that bad. To me, it has. We've got thousands and thousands of people who vote that are dead. I mean, let's face it. We've got illegals that vote. We've got dead people that vote. And these voter rolls are never purged. To me, that's the number one job of the Secretary of State's office is to make sure that every voter that's on those rolls is legal and breathing. Uh, And they don't do either one of those. So the Secretary of State's office, in my opinion, needs to be severely overhauled. You know, and so if you can get the attorney general to break that stronghold that the Democratic Party has had of using that for politics, you can get the Secretary of State to break that stranglehold for doing the same thing, using it as politics, 
The rest takes care of itself. I personally hope that Matt Bevin beats Andy Bashir tomorrow. Um, I think he will. Um, but those other two races, to me, are, are equally as important, maybe even more so in some cases. So yeah, AG, we'll see what tomorrow AG's brings. Race in particular. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll see what tomorrow brings. And with that being said, folks, that's a wrap for our election edition. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, this is not going to be on a scheduled weekly format just yet. I'm still working on the alternative media thing I've been working on for the last couple of months. Mr. Martin, of course, is still busy trying to catch up at his business that Barack Obama built for him. So we're not in a position yet to, to, to commit back to a weekly show. Hopefully uh, that will change in the very near future. But you'll know, as always, we'll put it on on Facebook. Just go to Ed Springston on Facebook for any comments or anything else that you have and look for updates there. And uh, in the meantime, thanks for joining us. All you guys in the listening queue, man, that was quick. I wasn't sure what kind of a turnout we would get tonight because it's been a while. And uh, But you guys always make the show worthwhile, so I was glad to know you're still there. We appreciate it, and we will return on another date soon. Thank you all for yes, listening, sir. and please go vote. Mr. Martin, take care. You too, Mr. Springston. All right, thank you, sir. Take all care, right. folks. That's a wrap. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.